everybody. I'm Jennifer Fine, an attorney in Bills and Sunberg's Land Development and Government Relations Group. I'd like to welcome you to Bills and Sunberg's interview series, Old Structures, New Purpose, Mastering the Practice of Adaptive Reuse. In this series, we explore timely and salient issues as they relate to adaptive reuse from both a business and legal perspective. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Carly Grimm, an attorney who also practices in Bills and Sunberg's Land Development and Government Relations Group, about one of the most popular neighborhoods in Miami, Wynwood. Wynwood represents the quintessential story of a Miami turnaround, going from warehouses and empty sidewalks to a bustling mix of art galleries, retail, restaurants, and residential development in what feels like an overnight success story. It leads us to ask, how did it all happen? Carly has been working on land use and zoning issues in Wynwood for years, allowing her to walk us through the neighborhood's evolution, highlight lessons learned from its development, and tell us what we can expect to see coming for in the years ahead. Carly, thanks for joining me. I'll start with this question. Wynwood was an industrial district for decades. What changed in the 2000s to prompt a wave of adaptive reuse? Well, thanks, Jenny, for having me. Happy to be here. Um, as you noted, throughout the mid to late 1900s, Wynwood was primarily an industrial district. Uh, it was Miami's uh, garment district, so it was characterized primarily with industrial warehouses, factories, uh, manufacturing uses. And we did see in the beginning of the 2000s a handful of more forward-thinking developers starting to come into that neighborhood and um, renovate existing warehouses to new uses. Um, but there were a number of other events that happened somewhat simultaneously in that era that really helped guide the trajectory of that neighborhood. Uh, one being the development of uh, Midtown, which is a mixed-use development adjacent to Wynwood. Uh, that came online in the early 2000s and just generated a lot of renewed interest in that area in general. Um, at that same time, artists were becoming uh, a lot more active in Wynwood. Uh, Art Basel came to Miami for the first time in the early 2000s. And it wasn't uh, too many years later that uh, Tony Goldman, a developer who had you know, a big role in the transformation of Wynwood, he commissioned uh, a couple artists to create Wynwood Walls, uh, which is now an internationally recognized uh, art exhibit. It's outdoors, has murals and other street art. Um, so all of these activities together were really the catalyst to bring new uses into Wynwood. So we started seeing cafes and restaurants, art galleries, those types of uses pop up around that time. Um, and it was in the early 2010s that the Wynwood Business Improvement District, or the BID, was created. So the idea behind that was to create a body that would help in the transition of Wynwood from a primarily industrial area into a more mixed-use urban neighborhood. Yeah, having grown up here, I remember a lot of those changes, and it really has been interesting to see the area evolve so much, as you described, over the years. So, you know, coming back to our business and what we do, is there anything unique you can explain about the zoning allowances in Wynwood that really helped to usher in that new investment? Sure. So all of that activity, that momentum that was going on in the neighborhood, that eventually led the city of Miami in 2015 with, with the support of the Wynwood bid and other stakeholders. Uh, to create a specific zoning overlay. So there is a, a specific zoning district that's known as the Wynwood Neighborhood Revitalization District, or the NRD. And that overlay does contain more flexible development regulations. So it allows for increased residential density on Wynwood properties, uh, more development intensity, so more floor area for developments in Wynwood. 
It also contains uh, parking reductions, so relaxations in required off-street parking. Some would argue maybe not enough yet, um, but definitely a notable reduction from other areas of the city. Uh, the code also allows for unique uses in Wynwood, so manufacturing-enabled retail, which is, so think of the breweries. You, the, the beer is brewed on site and sold on site. Um, so the idea behind this zoning overlay was, uh, you know, as stated in the actual code, was to put in place a set of land development regulations uh, that would help transition the, you know, Wynwood Industrial District into a more active, diverse, mixed-use urban neighborhood. I'm definitely grateful for some of those changes, specifically the ones that allow for breweries on site. Yeah, exactly. I think it's very exciting and right. you know, really help bring the neighborhood to the forefront of people's minds when they come to visit Miami or whether they grew up here and they weren't used to going to that area. I think it really helped drive a lot of uh, you know, retail and other restaurants to the area Absolutely. as well. And so, you know, what types of considerations does an owner have or a developer have to um, make when contemplating a change in use from something that was industrial to a retail or commercial space in that area? Uh, sure. So uh, there are a lot of considerations um, to look at when, you know, starting an adaptive reuse project. Uh, overall, I think a developer re really needs to look at uh, just the general feasibility of an adaptive reuse project, you know, whether it makes financial sense in that particular situation to take a building that was designed and constructed for a specific purpose and to turn it into something new. So whether that makes financial sense, um, you know, there are specific building code regulations that developers should be aware of. So when you're dealing with a renovation, for example, um, once the value of the improvements that you're making hit a certain threshold, it does trigger requirements to then bring the entire building up to code. So to meet the current Florida building code, which can be a very pricey endeavor. Um, also, generally, developers should evaluate the extent of existing nonconformities on the property. So, you know, meaning looking at those portions of the building that no longer comply with current building or zoning codes. So, buildings that were constructed under previous codes, um, you know, pursuant to a legally issued building permits, but that due to changes in the code over time no longer comply with the current code. Uh, those buildings can continue to exist, but subject to certain regulations. So, for example, there are limitations on the type and extent of renovations that you can do to a nonconforming building. Um, there are provisions that regulate uh, rebuilding in the event of a disaster. Uh, there are also benefits. So if you are dealing with um, the adaptive reuse of an existing building and, for example, the new use that you're bringing in, if you're creating a restaurant, um, it's something that was industrial, and it now requires 20 off-street parking spaces. If you are staying within the existing footprint of that building and not creating new space, you are not required to provide the newly required parking on site. So there are definitely pros and cons to adaptive reuse. Yes, but in our practice, we know that can definitely be a sticking point for mm -hmm. a lot of developers and can be helpful in many ways, readapt you know, a space that had been serving a previous use um, and give it new life, so to speak, but definitely compliance with the regulations in effect at the time of redeveloping the right. property. Um, those are important things to keep in mind. So I think people will find that very helpful. Um, so now that residential development is underway with developers like PMG and related planning multifamily projects in the area, what's next from a commercial use standpoint, do you think? Well, so I think, first of all, there's still a lot of residential development in the pipeline. We have you know, a lot of um, big multifamily residential projects in the works um, that are going to be you know, continuing to be constructed over the next couple of years. 
Um, and also changes, though, to the type of residential development. So for example, co-living um, is a trending you know, type of residential development around the country right now and is certainly coming to Miami. That's the concept where there's shared amenities, so shared kitchen facilities or a shared living room and then individual bedrooms. Um, there's actually pending legislation right now in the city of Miami to create a new set of regulations and definitions that will regulate co-living. Um, and these residential projects also generally come with commercial and retail uses on the ground for their generally mixed-use projects. So when a new rental or condo building goes up, we generally see new restaurants, new cafes, new retail opportunities on the ground floor as well. Um, but in general, the last couple of years, we've definitely seen a major uptick in the development of office space in Wynwood. I think a lot of developers have recognized that Wynwood is a very desirable neighborhood. Employees want to be able to leave the office and walk a few blocks to go to a great restaurant or to go to a great cafe or you know, go to a brewery for happy hour after work. Um, so we've definitely seen a lot of new office buildings come online the last couple of years, um, in addition to a handful of hotels in the neighborhood. Very exciting. And I uh, just wanted to say thank you for always being on the forefront of that co-living legislation <laughs> in the city of Miami. I know uh, that's been eagerly awaited for many years since many developers, as you said, are eager to utilize that new legislation to bring co-living apartments to the area. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so what can we expect? You know, there was a new uh, streetscape master plan that was approved um, with the bid. What can we expect, you know, the changes to be in the area due to that new master plan? Yeah, so the streetscape master plan, um, that is something that has been in the works for years. Um, you know, the Wynwood regulations have always focused on the relationship of private development to the public realm and kind of what the experience is of a pedestrian in Wynwood, um, you know, with the goal of creating truly activated, safe, walkable streets in the neighborhood. Um, and to that end, the City Commission actually just recently adopted the Streetscape Master Plan for Wynwood, um, which is going to bring um, a lot of renewed attention on additional landscaping requirements like shade trees. Um, it's going to incorporate a new network of trails for pedestrians and cyclists in Wynwood. Um, it's also going to contain uh, Florida's first Wunerf, which is uh, a concept that was originally from the Netherlands. It's a street with uh, shared access, so cars can drive on this street, but the street was designed primarily with pedestrians and bikes in mind, so it incorporates a lot of traffic calming measures, um, open shared community space. So um, yeah, the master plan is definitely going to you know, help one would be even more walkable, pedestrian friendly, and just have you know, safe, active streets throughout the neighborhood. Yes, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Having been to Wynwood on various occasions, I think we could use some more shade and a little bit safer access for pedestrians right. and vehicles to coexist. So yes. I won't try and butcher the Wunerf uh, <laughs> name, but it does sound very interesting. I remember reading about it, so I'm excited to see how that turns out, as I'm sure a lot of the business owners and developers are in the area as well. Um, so any thoughts, you know, on how the district can manage growth going forward? I think sometimes people are concerned about how fast and quickly, you know, the area has grown and all of the redevelopment. So what do you think we can expect? Sure. So I actually think this neighborhood in particular already has a lot of the right infrastructure in place to effectively manage growth into the future. Um, you know, we already have a specific zoning overlay uh, that is specific to land development within this neighborhood. Uh, we have the Wynwood bid, which of course, you know, monitors and pushes policy kind of on a larger scale for the neighborhood in general. And uh, there's also the Wynwood Development Review Committee. So that's a separate review board that uh, evaluates proposed developments of a certain size coming to the neighborhood to make sure that they are in keeping with the scale and character of, of the surrounding neighborhood. So 
really looking to the future. It's just a matter of you know the Winwood bid, city planners um, just being open to future revisions to the code, just based on what's best for the neighborhood at the time. Whether that's reduced, you know, additional reduced parking requirements, uh, new uses in the neighborhood, or more incentives for adaptive reuse. So you know, really just keeping a finger to the pulse of trends um, in urban developments and what's going to help create you know a truly high quality urban environment. I couldn't agree more. Carly, thank you so much for this excellent session. I think we've shed a lot of light on Wynwood's transformation and its trajectory. Um, to our audience, thank you for tuning in. We look forward to bringing you the next episode of Old Structure's New Purpose, Mastering the Practice of Adaptive Reuse. <laughs>